Hello again, and thanks for listening to the verse of the day. I hope you're having a great week. I certainly have been having a pretty, pretty, pretty good week, pretty wonderful week. Uh, tonight, we just had a elders meeting at our church, and uh, I love meeting with our elders, my fellow brothers in Christ, and together we care for and watch out for our church, Destiny Church. And we just had a wonderful time of prayer and seeking God for our church and um, hearing from Him. And I'm really excited about uh, the next season of our church and where we feel the Holy Spirit leading us. And it's to a great place. And uh, anyway, really thankful for our church and the leaders that God has blessed us with, and I certainly feel honored to be uh, counted among such incredible men of God. Today, we are still in Galatians chapter 2, and I want to remind you, if you want more Bible teaching on the book of Galatians, you can go to our church website, destinychurchsa.com, and click the sermon tab, and click the series called Grace Alone. And it's a big, long sermon series about Galatians. But today, Galatians chapter 2, and in verses 11 through um, 11 through 14, we have what I think is one of the most interesting interactions between men of God in the Bible. One of the most interesting interactions between Two people who have given their whole lives to the gospel, who have, are in the ministry. It's this incredible interaction between these two people. And this story has to do with what happens when we have a brother or sister in Christ who is not practicing what they are preaching. What do we do? How do we handle this situation? Do we sweep it under the rug? Do we pretend it didn't happen? What do we do when we see someone betraying what they believe, acting in a way that's different from what they profess to believe? And so let's read this together. And uh, it's just this incredible interaction between the Apostle Paul and Peter. Verse 11, chapter 2, Galatians, Paul says, But when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from Jerusalem, he was eating with the Gentiles. But when they came from Jerusalem, Peter drew back and separated himself, fearing the Jews. And the rest of the Jews act hypocritically along with him, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. So what had happened was Peter had come down from Jerusalem, and he had come to Antioch, where Paul and Barnabas were serving in the ministry. And in Antioch, there was both Gentile Christians and Jewish Christians, and they were living uh, together in harmony in one church. And God had done this incredible thing. You see, the gospel brings people together because, number one, it, 
It's a level playing field. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. And so in God's eyes, we're all equal. In God's eyes, we are all sinners who need a savior. And so the gospel had brought uh, this eclectic group of people together in Antioch, both Jewish believers and Gentile believers. And it was this beautiful picture of the work of God and what God ultimately wants to do, taking the gospel to the whole world. And so Peter comes down and he visits his church and Paul and Barnabas are there as leaders. And Peter is socializing with, spending time with, eating with Gentile Christians, even eating the foods that Gentiles eat because we're not uh, made righteous by the things we put into our stomach. We're made righteous by the blood of Jesus shed for us on the cross. Nevertheless, when some people come down from Jerusalem, Peter is afraid of them. And so he separates from the Gentile believers anymore. He's, he's not talking to them. He's not socializing with them. He's not no longer eating with them. And that, if that was not bad enough, he now led people who were in that church in that behavior. And so this distinction was arising, this separation, this division was arising within the church because of Peter's behavior where the Jews were no longer associating with the Gentiles. Think about that. Think about that. And so Paul says, I confronted him to his face. I went straight to him. I opposed him. I opposed this action, this hypocrisy. Not only was he doing it himself, he was leading other people in it. Even Barnabas was led astray. We see that this this division is not something small. It's actually gotten quite big. And so Paul confronts it. Paul addresses it. What boldness Paul has to go and bring correction to the apostle Peter. Incredible. Verse 14, Paul says, When I saw that their conduct conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter, If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force Gentiles to live like Jews? See, it all gets down to this issue of are we saved by our works and the things that we do? Here it was the foods that they were eating. Are we made holy by those things? Or is it by the grace of God? Or is it by the finished work of Christ on the cross? You see, there is a, a, a clear and clarifying truth to the gospel that we cannot lose. It is the good news. And if we're not careful, we can find ourselves in a works-based Christianity that even Peter himself, under the pressure of these legalistic brothers, ended up going along with something he didn't even believe just for the sake of holding up his reputation. I don't think that Peter even realized what he had done. 
know, sometimes we need people in our lives to speak into our lives because we all have blind spots. I have blind spots in my life, things that I, I do not see. That's what a blind spot is. It's something in our life that, that we don't ourselves see. We need someone else to point it out to us. I, I don't think that Peter realized what he had done. And so if we're not careful, we can find ourselves doing things in our lives that undermine the truth of the gospel. So I want to encourage you today, contend for the truth of the gospel. Contend for the purity of the good news. Contend for the truth of Jesus plus nothing equals everything. All we need is Jesus and he saves us and he makes us righteous. You know, in our day and age, legalism doesn't show up as the type of foods that you eat, but certainly people try to impose other legalistic beliefs, the type of clothes you wear or how you wear your hair and things, these external things that they just don't matter. We're not saved by those things. God looks at our hearts. So I want to encourage you to contend for the truth of the gospel. And I, I just find this, this confrontation just so intriguing. And I, I don't know why, but I, I do. Anyway, I hope that you've enjoyed this today. And uh, I hope and pray that uh, you're having a great week and a blessed week. And I want you to know that I love you and I'm praying for you. And I know that if you're walking with Jesus, your best days are ahead.